The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. Our uh, Broncos Blitz Podcast, a daily podcast now where you can find all kinds of tidbits, uh, fun stuff going on with this podcast. And of course, presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. Go on over to the website, tap14.com, to check out the menu. Spell out the word 14 for me. They got a lot of great stuff over there. And, of course, for football fans, whether it be the NFL or maybe in college, they have brunch on the weekends. Be sure to check it out, of course, with that terrific rooftop view as we get closer to fall. It's not so much like the 90-degree temperatures anymore, and it starts to get really, really nice outside. You get that sunset. Mm, Tremendous. Over there at Tap 14. Be sure to check it out. Tap14.com, 1920 Blake Street. And uh, friends of the program, of course, our new friend of the program as well, too, is Pro Football Focus. Fantasy draft resources, matchup charts, uh, award-winning fantasy content. Use the promo code POD20 to save 20% on your subscription. I tell you what, guys, POD20, that is to save 20% on your uh, PFF Elite membership, your PFF Edge memberships. Go check this out because they got a ton of fantasy football stuff and, and stuff that will go on throughout the season as well, too, when you pick up players as well, too. So PFF Pro Football Focus, love our friends there, our new friends of the Broncos blitz program uh be sure to check them out profootballfocus.com use that promo code pod in cap locks 20 no spaces pod 20 pod 20 kind of like the podcast this podcast it's broncos blitz podcast be sure to check it out uh on the web milehighsports.com uh we were talking with uh, sean drotar earlier this week about some of the matchups and the uh, things we've been looking at but today uh, on the podcast i want to take a broad scope because I've been at practice for all 13 days, and I want to zoom out a little bit. I want to, per se, I want to take the 5,280 foot view of how things have gone for the Denver Broncos in training camp. And I will say this overall, I'm fairly impressed. Now, I'm not getting my panties in a bundle, and I'm not going nuts and, and crazy saying that this team is going to win way more games than I thought they would. Uh, I will say this prior to training camp, on paper, I thought they were about a nine-win team. I looked at it and said, okay, based on last year, based on pickups. And so I want you to keep that in mind uh, because we'll review that and we'll return to that when it comes to the end of the podcast. But I thought they were about a nine and seven-win team before training camp. So let's review. 13 days in, broad scope view. Uh, Vance Joseph seems much more structured this year. Uh, It doesn't look like he's a deer in the headlights anymore. In fact, he was very vocal, particularly today, Thursday, the first, or I should say the final practice before the first preseason game. Of course, this Saturday at Mile High Stadium is when they get down with preseason and finally start to hit somebody else when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings. And old friend Trevor Simeon, Probably see a lot of him. Old friend Kyle Sloter. Probably see a lot of him. So going to be interesting to watch that game as uh, the defense gets to finally hit Trevor Sivian now, uh, as opposed to in practice last year where they just didn't really get to touch him. So, uh, But overall, Vance was very vocal, very structured, uh, not so much confusion anymore. And, you know, uh, John Elway always said last year that Vance was drinking through a fire hose. And obviously that's a lot to digest in such a short amount of time. So you expect a coach in year two 
two to be more structured. Now, regardless, though, it is nice to see and certainly something we will keep an eye on, though, as actual games start to come. But so far, I think so good with Vance Joseph, a little bit more structured this year, uh, which I certainly can appreciate. The the offense is far improved. Uh, It is far improved from last year. Case Keenum brings a clear, defined leadership, which is really, really great to see because last year it was just a rotating door, a roulette wheel at the biggest position, the most important position, not only potentially in football, but maybe in sports, period. And so... Now you allow the team to play faster on offense, meaning uh, guys are in sync with each other. They know how the ball is going to get to them when it comes to the wide receivers. The offensive line knows Case Keenum is not going to hold on to the football forever, and they know that that ball is coming out within the first three seconds. So that's that's a big deal when it comes to this offense because last year there was just so they were so bad in so many places and in so many ways at the quarterback position it was one it was one of the worst situations i have ever seen uh, when it comes to quarterbacks in uh, the nfl so certainly a far improvement there but he is the clear defined leader and there is no doubt about that this is case keenum's team and uh, certainly it is a battle now at the backup position when it comes to chad kelly paxton lynch uh, defense is the defense you know i i think it, it's tough to grade defensive players in training camp because the defensive players are always attacking and the problem is is you can't attack in camp so it's not really a thing i ever look for when it comes to training camp now i will certainly be paying attention to the defense come preseason because then that's when they get to wrap up guys hit guys the opposing team that's when i kind of zero in on certain little things so offense far improved we'll see how the defense goes but it looks like at least when it comes to athleticism guys are jumping off the page good signs to see on the defense Uh, shane ray not hesitant to contact of course that wrist has been such a problem three surgeries Uh, now it looks like he he did not have his fourth one and will be back earlier than expected but he's not somebody who's shying away from hits which is a really great sign bradley chubb athletically is off the charts he is somebody who is big he is strong and he moves like like a, a he moves like a quality outside linebacker in this league where he can go sideline to sideline and really attack people. He's got great pursuit uh, and a great vertical as well too. He's he's been very quality in batting down passes and just having good instincts. And and those are the kind of small things that you look for because again, you know, there, there's only so much you can look at and say, oh man, this is a great positive. Before you just step back and say, because again, this is a broad scope, it's just training camp. But I will say this, one of the stars in training camp has actually been on special teams. Marquette King has an absolute leg on him. I mean, wow. And punters are actually one of the few positions I feel like you can truly really uh, grade the most percentage of their position in just a standstill camp or practice because of the fact that they're just punting the football. And their location, and they're working on the location of those punts, the hang time of those punts. Now, you don't have a pass rush coming out of them in a real-life game situation. I understand that, although they do simulate that multiple times for the Broncos. But I tell you what, Marquette King can absolutely boot a football. I tweeted this out at Ronnie K Radio. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, If the Broncos just get a first down or two every single drive, even if they have to punt the football, 
in that possession, you could be looking at the opponent being pinned down inside the 10 yard line, basically every possession because the hang time that he gets on his punts and the amount of accuracy that he has with his coffin corner punts are just tremendous. He truly was born to punt a football. He really was because he has an absolute accurate leg. He has a really strong one and he just has a natural feel for it. Even when the ball is in the air, it seems like it flutters a little bit more. It travels a lot more than just a regular punter. Maybe that's my eye looking at it and maybe just a, a little swayed mentally because his, his leg is so tremendous, but it really feels like that. He's going to be an absolute weapon for the Denver Broncos because look, they're going to have to punt the football at some point. And it, it, it may be a perfect situation with a quarterback like Case Keenum, who is a take care of the football. Case Keenum had a uh, interesting quote a little bit earlier this week when he talked about, and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically talked about, I want every single drive to end in a kick in some way, shape, or form, whether that be a field goal, three points, an extra point, scored a touchdown, seven points, or a punt. And that basically means he doesn't want to turn the football over. And when it comes to that, uh, uh, in sending a punter out like a Marquette King, you are flipping the field, and you are making sure that the opponent is pinned back because of his tremendous leg, particularly at altitude that uh, just, man, that football just flies through the air. It really is eye-opening, uh, and I, I truly believe he will be the best punter this league, uh, uh, this year in the NFL, if not the best punter the Denver Broncos have ever seen in blue and orange because he is just tremendous. Let's go back to the offense. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast on Mile High Sports Radio. You can be sure to check it out, the Broncos Blitz podcast, at Mile High Sports on Twitter, milehighsports.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio, as I am at basically every training camp practice. I'm going to be at the practices. I'll be at the preseason games. I'll be at the regular season games. I got lots of great content, takeaways, observations, player interviews, all kinds of good stuff over there at milehighsports.com. And of course, want to thank our friends at Pro Football Focus, who of course have that fantasy football draft resource, player projections, matchup charts, all kinds of great stuff over there at Pro Football Focus. Just go Go to the website, Pro Football Focus, for the Edge or Elite memberships. Use the promo code POD20. That's POD20. Save 20% off your subscription. So if it's one of them that's like uh, 7 bucks a month or whatnot... That's like three bucks up. Man, that's that's nothing. That's like a freaking cup of coffee. Uh, be sure to check it out. Pro Football Focus on the web, profootballfocus.com. So when it comes to, and I want to uh, keep going with special teams here, um, but we'll also transition to the offense because one of the guys that I think has truly become in trouble over the last two, three days when it comes to a roster spot, if not already somebody who was basically having the crosshairs directly on him, this training camp is Isaiah McKenzie. It's very clear. Isaiah McKenzie is in trouble when it comes to his roster spot and this Denver Broncos team. Look, you just can't be a return specialist and, and have a roster spot without being absolutely special. You need to be Devin Hester. You need to be Dante Hall. You need to be Deion Sanders when it comes to the return game if you are going to dedicate a dedicated roster spot to your position. McKenzie is just too small. 
to, to play offense. He is a liability or through the middle. He can't win the matchups on the outside. He just doesn't have those gifted skills. We kind of saw that last year when the offense tried to use McKenzie in some ways. They have to get really creative on offense when it comes to using him in certain small little screens, um, you know, de uh, de de deflecting one way and then moving to another. Uh, I mean, this, I think there's just too much complex stuff that you got to run to involve McKenzie on the offense. And, and notate this, when it comes to McKenzie, there's just a, a somebody with a better body and better skills who has done it before in Philip Lindsay, who is kind of taking that role now. So you can't be versatile guy and not provide as a kick returner if you are not a special one. And the problem is, is McKenzie has been all but special. He's been really, really bad last year. Of course, dropping all those punts this year, he does naturally catch the ball uh, in practice fairly better. It's not even close to what uh, would be a decent grade when it comes to him in a real situation. It's There's just no way to tell. So I think if you're Isaiah McKenzie, you really need to have a special, and I'm not saying just good, a special preseason. I, I'm talking multiple returns for a touchdown or at least long ones back to really show that you're valid of that roster spot because of a couple surprises who have really come on strong, Tim Patrick uh, and, and River Craycraft. I mean, these are two guys who kind of come out of nowhere. Craycraft was involved last year, but uh, really not to any sort of extent that he has this year. These are guys are making plays in the offensive side uh, and, and potentially could be used in kick return roles in some way, shape or form. And uh, in, in, in particularly with River Craycraft lately, who has really made a lot of plays with Case Keenum at quarterback. These are guys who really uh, have 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 developed a little bit of that chemistry when it comes to those timing routes today uh, against his own defense. Case Keenum whittled the ball right in between Darian Stewart, Bradley Roby, uh, really was a timing throwing to a spot route, and Craycraft needed to be there, and he was. Uh, and, and it's those small little those plays that uh, start to gain that confidence over and over again. And, you know, after a while, Keenum may go back to the huddle and, and, and call a play and say, you know what, I may, I may pay attention to Craycraft on this one and uh, make sure I, I keep that little sliver in the back of my mind that he could be there, that I know he's going to be there. And that's a big deal. And that's something I think Isaiah McKenzie, unfortunately, just has not been able to establish and uh, could very well be his final training camp with the Denver Broncos as he is going to have to show something that validates that spot. Continuing on the wide receivers, uh, you know, uh, early Emmanuel Sanders looked very refreshed, very good. We'll see how that translates to the season. Cortland Sun has been an absolute stud. This is a guy who truly has a body for the NFL, but even more so, not just somebody who's just 6'4", 220, that uh, is, is bigger than everybody else. This is somebody who knows how to go up and attack a football. I mean, it really is a skill that you have to learn as a wide receiver, and Sutton has it. He just has that natural ability to know the timing, know when to go up and get it, and and take it away from a cornerback. And and that is going to be crucial for, for the Broncos because in a three-wide three receiver set, you now have two guys 
on the outside who really are go up and get it type guys and one that's going to be very aggressive with it in Cortland Sutton. And then you have those inside guys, those quality route runners, those real shifty guys, Emmanuel Sanders, and then the rookie Deshaun Hamilton out of Penn State, who also has looked good at training camp. So certainly one of those things to watch out for. Running backs, you, you really can't shine until game time, right? Hey, that rhymes. Uh, the, the running backs are one of those things where I want to see them running full speed, trying to run guys over um, certainly. And it's funny because I was about to say head down and we'll see how that head down helmet usage rule plays into the game nowadays because running backs can't do that anymore. So running between the tackles, using that vision, certainly the, the lead guy right now, according to the depth chart is Devonte Booker. But I really want to see D'Angelo Henderson because this is a guy who I was oozing and eyeing over last year really want to see him in preseason running between those tackles particularly to that left side because Ron Leary now back to his regular left guard position where he dominated as a Dallas Cowboy Garrett Bowles another year of experience certainly could see a push off that left side which also is uh you know a a side that could see a lot of play fakes as well too uh with with Case Keenum being a right-handed quarterback so certainly going to be interesting as the preseason creeps closer it's the Broncos Blitz podcast of course you can check it out on the web, milehighsports.com. I have all my articles up there. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, where uh, I'm tweeting about the Broncos, you know, down there at practice, interviewing players, talking to guys, talking to coaches, all that fun stuff. So it's our it's our it's our five thousand two hundred and eighty foot view of training camp. That's the podcast theme today. Of course, as we're 13 days in, final practice is done. Preseason is Saturday and certainly a lot of things to watch. So be sure to follow on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. I will say this, uh, things to watch uh, are health. That is really the big thing when it comes to training camp. Clinton McDonald, who, uh, of course, reported by Mike Kliss on 9 News, that issue with his shoulder could be a bigger deal than what we first originally thought. Now he had that infection that kept him out basically of the entire off season. Uh, that could be rearing its ugly head. We'll see how that goes. McDonald was really going to be counted on as far as depth goes on that defensive line. And now you get a little weary of that defensive line because Derek Wolf says he's the healthiest he's ever been. He says he feels like he's never had a neck issue. The problem is, is, well, he had a stinger earlier in practice about a week ago. Didn't really uh, see any fallout from that. He went back to practice and continued that. But what happens from that one hit that maybe worsens it or maybe has him out for a little bit or maybe just a general injury period? Damata Pecco, you know, those two guys are your pillars. And if one of those guys was to go down, That could be devastating for this defensive line because now you're starting to lose a little bit of that depth. We'll see what happens with Adam Gotsis in the off-field situation. Uh, So there's a lot to factor in here when it comes to that defensive line, but also in the secondary as well, too. Tremaine Brock, who really was going to be counted on to be that third cornerback, has really not been able to see the field at all. You know, Thursday practices a little bit, but outside of that, uh, Vance Joseph mentioned that um, he he was probably not going to play in the game. So... Tremaine Brock is yet to to really see consistent feel on the defense. Uh, they've been relatively healthy overall. They did get a veteran day off on Thursday, so uh, or excuse me, Wednesday. 
so it, it, I think that's that's obviously one of those things that you just absolutely want to make sure of. Um, you know, really the only other scary moment of practice throughout the first 13 days was Garrett Bowles going down. I think it was in week day five, day six, something to that realm. Uh, where he was evaluated for a concussion, didn't turn out he had one, which was great, uh, and and Bulls has been out ever since. So they have been relatively healthy, which obviously is a really, 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 really good news because you know what? As great as they look in practice, as bad as they look in practice, it really doesn't matter. It all matters when it comes to health because we want them out there, obviously, for the regular season. So, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Be sure to check it out at milehighsports.com. And when I say check it out, be sure to check out previous podcasts of the Broncos Blitz podcast because, of course, I've been doing it with uh, many of my colleagues who are down there, Sean Drotar as well, too. Uh, I'll have one coming up here in uh, just a little bit when we preview not only preseason, but obviously the regular season coming up, too. We've done depth chart breakdowns, player interviews, all kinds of great stuff at milehighsports.com in the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits, Chef Andrea Varela in that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair, and my favorite, the candied bacon. If you have not had candied bacon before, you need to try it. It is tremendous. And to go see where it is, well, go to the web, tap14.com. Spell out the word 14 for me. 1920 Blake Street. It's tap14. Uh, of course, uh, I'll be there on weekends checking out all the college football because they're open Saturdays and Sundays. Brunch as well, too. So cool stuff over there at tap14. And, of course, want to thank our friends at Pro Football Focus. Of course, exclusive data, every play, every game, all kinds of deep analytics. Use a promo code POD. 20 pod 20 to save 20% off your subscription. Uh, maybe you're a high stakes player, save a, a step up to that elite membership, or maybe it's just the edge membership to get some of that great data for fantasy football, pro- player projections, uh, draft resources, matchup charts, award-winning fantasy content. Be sure to check it out at profootballfocus.com. Grab one of them Edge memberships, man. They are really cool. Lots of data. Uh, You will practically spend all weekend on it. I promise you every single week because they've got a lot of deep analytics. Very cool stuff over there. So it's our uh, 5,280-foot view of the Denver Broncos training camp as they wrap up their final practice before preseason game number one. And, of course, with the Broncos, they will be uh, in action on Saturday. Uh, We will have all kinds of data, all kinds of stories, discussions, debates at milehighsports.com where you can check it out, of course, for not only on Saturday, but after the game as well, reaction on Sunday, and then, of course, back at it on Monday when, uh, well, another version of the depth chart should be coming out after that game later in that week. I should see a lot of fun stuff here with the Denver Broncos coming up. So follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at Ronnie K Radio, R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, Radio, R-A-D-I-O, on Twitter, Ronnie K Radio. And then, of course, Mile High Sports. That's at Mile High Sports for player interviews, uh, profiles, uh, get to know these guys, your new Denver Broncos, because I tell you what, we've been talking about it in this uh, in this podcast. I mean, I think everybody knows about Philip Lindsay because he played up north in, in Boulder, but Tim Patrick, River Craycraft, who are these guys? 
Who is this average Joe? Well, we'll talk about him over there at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com for complete archives. That's it for the Broncos Blitz podcast. I'll uh, see you tomorrow, of course, in our daily podcast now. So be sure to check it out, our daily podcast at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com.